This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a brand new episode of Storm Center this week. Uh, of course, we're going to go through all the sports, and then, we'll, of course, we'll bring in former host John Kay to talk football. Women's soccer is still rolling with a 2-1 to victory at Manchester and a 3-1 to victory over Earlham on Senior Day this past Saturday. Thank you and, grad- and congratulations to all the seniors on the women's soccer team. They will play Tuesday against St. Mary's and at Olivet on Saturday. Women's tennis competing in the ITA regionals where Ashley Spearson advanced to the round of 16 and took the honors of the MIAA Player of the Week. Congratulations, Ashley. They will be at Ryan Tennis Center probably right now as we're speaking, getting ready to play Bethel. Women's volleyball went 0-2 at Franklin, losing 3-2 to both Baldwin-Wallace and Bethany, but they split games on Saturday, winning a 3-2 thriller over Kalamazoo to start out 1-0 in conference and a crushing 3-2 loss to Manchester. They will play Adrian at home on Wednesday, and they will play St. Mary's at home on Friday. Then they will travel to Bluffton to play Transylvania and Bluffton on Saturday. Women's golf plays eighth at the second MIAA Jamboree at Kalamazoo. They're about to tee off as we speak in the third MIAA Jamboree at Hope, and they will travel to Calvin on Saturday to, for the uh, fourth MIAA Jamboree. Women's cross country will run in the Huntington University Invitational on Friday, and then they will run in the Louisville Classic on Saturday. Now on over to men's sports. Men's soccer crushed DePaul with a 5-0 victory, and they had a 2-0 victory at Anderson. They will travel to Notre Dame and be playing on Tuesday. Fortunately, this episode will go out on Wednesday, but they will be on ESPN on somewhere on their network, so that'd be pretty, that's going to be pretty cool. ACHA D3 men's hockey started out their season 2-0 with a 5-4 victory and a 6-0 victory over Purdue. They will travel to play MSOE for Friday and Saturday. ACHA D2 men's hockey also went 2-0 over the weekend with a 7-1 victory and a 6-1 victory over Central Michigan. They will be at home on Friday to play Indiana Tech and then travel to play them on the road on Saturday. Men's golf showed out the third MIAA Jamboree at Zollner, placing first after the second MIAA Jamboree at Olivet was postponed. They will be in the fourth MIAA Jamboree at Calvin on Monday. Men's tennis had no matches last week, but they will face off against Bethel at home as we speak, and they will travel to Kalamazoo on Friday for the ITA Regional Championships. And men's cross country will also run in the Huntington University Invitational on Friday, and then the Louisville Classic on Saturday. And of course, time to talk about Trine football with John Kay. Uh, Trine lost 14-7 to center, a team that should be in the top 25, honestly, and I believe the predicted score was 49-3 to in center's favor. So, uh, yeah, heck of a game for the Thunder. Yeah, eat that, analysts. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Off to a great start. Yeah, this is supposed to be professional. Um, wow. I mean, where to start? Rough game for the offense. Couldn't really get anything going, but then you look on the other side of the ball. How about that defense, man? Ooh. I know our prediction's way off. Um, yeah. 
yikes, <laughs> we need to be better at this. But, I mean, you really can't, you can't, it's tough to guess going that far on the road, sleeping in a hotel the night before a game, and then what's going to happen on Saturday. I mean, college football is already crazy enough right. to begin with. So, massive game, great showing by the defense. I mean, holding this team to 14 points when they'd, Scored a boatload of points the first two games. I'm not quite remembering exact totals, but I know that we projected it to be a barn burner too with a lot of points put up on the board. Yeah. But just kudos to the defense, keeping keeping them in the game. 0-0 at halftime. I mean, center had a chance to go up and then blocking a, blocking a field goal down in the red zone. That's huge. Uh, yeah. That's huge and making a big defensive stand. So defense, defense definitely showed up, but offense – was not really there. Yeah, offense, like we said in the first half, not really getting there. But then I believe Brett Kaler was subbed in for Alex Price in the second half and immediately drove for a touchdown. Price went 7 for 25 for 61 yards and 9 yards rushing on 8 attempts. And Kaler went 9 for 20 with 88 yards and a touchdown. So looks like we kind of have some competition coming into the quarterback room. Yeah, and that's not exactly ideal going into conference. conference play. I mean, you're four games into the season. That's usually when things are set. Yeah, in you stone. have stuff figured out by then. But um, yeah, Alex Price, really good throwing the ball the first couple weeks, and uh, the last two weeks just have not been good. Just looked a little out of touch with his receivers, and on uh, <clears throat> two weeks ago, sorry. Uh, weeks are just kind of running together being at school at this point. Yeah, but we get it. I mean, seven for 25, that's just, that's rough and kind of worrying. So not really surprised that Kaler got brought in, but that's not exactly a confidence booster. Right. Even though you're struggling a little bit to get replaced. So interested to see how this goes through the rest of the season. Could run... You know, we've seen teams be semi or not some. We've seen teams be successful with the two quarterback yeah. system until somebody shows they have the hot hand. But hopefully, we can make it work. I know going into conference play, it's going to be tough. So yeah, especially is, since homecoming this weekend, got the uh, black and blue border brawl going on. Yeah, uh, it's a tough situation to be in, but I've. Feel we need to be optim. We need to be optimistic on this. Taylor did really well in the amount of time that he played. So hopefully we can get this figured out. I one thing I really want to see is just more consistency from the offense. We've talked about this for the past couple of weeks. Yeah, the consistency offensively just hasn't quite been there. No Zane Kirby this week, which definitely hurts. I mean, yeah. did not run the ball effectively this week mm -hmm. and I don't know how much of that's chalked up to Kirby not being there or maybe the offensive line struggling a little bit again it's hard to go that long on the road and go that far on the road excuse me and have a good game yeah so yeah I think this week is a huge week obviously it's homecoming you know the campus campus is buzzing you're seeing all the um Banners being hung up, you know, welcome back, everybody. Everybody, you yep. know, we're going to have people in the stands. I expect it to be, 
I mean, it's been packed the last couple of weeks, but it's going to be oh, standing room only. We might have trying people sitting on the Adrian, say you're on gonna the have Adrian to side. Get you there know. early to get a good seat. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't because I'm going to be in the booth. Yeah. But, you know. And I don't either but, because I'll be home. <laughs> I'll be watching from a live stream. Right. But definitely, definitely a game where homecoming rivalry game, I think rival it being a rivalry game adds so much to it. Oh, yeah. It's just gonna. It's gonna be nuts. Everybody's gonna be fired up. Yeah, it's just like you know when you see like Carolina Duke. Like people are hyped up for Duke basketball games alone, but when it's the Carolina Duke game, you get that rivalry in there. There's a trophy up for it in this game. Uh, it's just super exciting. Yeah, and I mean that's not a trophy that Tryon's gonna be too keen on losing. No, sir. Um, <sighs> obvious. I mean, like I said, you can't. You you can't say it enough with it being a rivalry game about mm. how much this game means, especially, I mean, there's just so much more behind it. Homecoming first conference game of the year. Yep. Um, two teams that are two and two and want a win. And also a bit of a redemption because the last time we had a like true homecoming game against hope, it wasn't the best for trying a couple years ago. So now it's like a redemption saying, telling everyone and all the fans who are coming back here, Hey, we're with this. We're about it. Absolutely. And other stats from the game, uh, like I said, the running wasn't too great. Uh, Jordan Watson and Joe Forney both stepped up in the absence of Kirby. Watson had 44 yards on six attempts. Forney had 36 yards on 13 attempts. Kale Lawson on the receiving end had 53 yards, seven catches with a touchdown. Brandon Klein went for 49 yards on four catches. Uh, surprisingly, no KP or Kyron Pearson in the stats that much, not even on the kick return side. I think he only had one return. Yeah, just – I mean, as a defense, you got to know who can't have the ball. And talked about it last week. KP is one of those guys that he's a game changer when he gets the ball in his hands, whether it's a kick or turn or running routes. So good job by center. I mean, you have to give credit where credit is due. Yeah. And they did a good job of not not allowing him to have the ball in his hands. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Jacob Yoder and DeMarco Cooley combined for a sack, and the defense had a combined 12 tackles for loss for 31 yards, really showing out. But still looking at center's quarterback stats, it's still astounding to me. 192 yards on a touchdown through the air and 117 yards on a touchdown on the ground. Yeah, just one of those. I mean, again, the dual threat guys are so hard to stop because yeah. even if you stop them in one aspect of the game – you know, they they can still burn you in the other one. And Duper, Dupper, however it's pronounced, he did a good job of that. I mean, 100 yards through the air, hundred almost 200 yards through the air, and yeah. then 100, ground, 100 yards on the ground. That's pretty impressive, against, especially against a defense that I think is really good. I, yeah. think our def- I think our defense has shown through these first four games that they're tough as nails, man. Yeah. And, they're going to be hard to beat week in and week out. I mean, when you have two losses by combined, what, eight points? Mm. I mean, that's pretty good stuff. And in week one, you know, we well, not week two, first week at home, we saw at the secondary, they didn't really seem to be in sync that much. But really the only other player to have significant stats for center is Jordan Gunter, who had 68 yards on three catches and a touchdown. So, Secondary is all locking up. You know the linebackers are a defensive line is playing outstanding right now. Of course, that was a big question mark coming into the year. Yeah, and I mean, I they've definitely answered that. 12 tackles for loss. I mean, that's just massive. Jamon Gibson had four of them. <laughs> Kyle Maeve had two. I mean, yep. those two guys 
we've said so many good things about them this year, and they truly are two of the best on this defense. And then Angel Sanchez and Aaron Dean on the outside, man. Yeah. Who who do you throw it at? Yeah, you can't you can't pick one of those two guys to throw at because they're both so good and. And then coverage. you got big play key in the middle of it all, also. Yeah, that's ooh, that's just <laughs> that's a completely other issue onto itself because yeah. you never you never know where he's going to make his impact at. Right. It could be could be playing center field, which he does really well. He does a good job of tracking the ball, and it could be in the run game, putting a helmet on a ball and popping it loose. So, yep. again, that's just a completely different thing on its own. And Keyshawn Amison is just a monster and yeah. a good guy to have in the back end of the defense. Yeah, so that was pretty much it for center. Uh, do we have uh, what Adrian's going to look like for this week? Not yet. Okay. Just one second. Trying to look at a bunch of other stuff. All right, now we are ready for the predictions for well for and for, the look at looking ahead. Looking ahead, Adrian two and two. Um, I mean, they lost big time to Heidelberg week one, forty eight to twenty, and then lost a tough one against Hanover, and then they won the last two weeks beating Greenville and Finlandia. Which, I mean, no offense to Finlandia, but a team that when you see them on the schedule, you, you expect to beat and beat pretty handily. And they did that 56 to six. So really tough telling what Adrian's going to look like. I know last year we went two and zero against them winning mm-hmm. both games, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, the first one was, I think 48 to 28, 48 to 20. And then it was 33, 23 in the second game. So mm-hmm. a good chance to just keep rolling against the Bulldogs. Um, Jack Werzer, there's going to starting quarterback, little lackadaisical with the ball five five interceptions on the year um 50 percent completion percentage this is this would be a good time for the defensive line ramp it up a little bit maybe call up some blitzes Mm -hmm. some different blitz packages on first and second down trying force worser to throw the ball a little bit more especially if they get into passing situations um obviously adrian really good at running the ball that's that's their mo yeah steven moses 430 yards on the year, three touchdowns. He's averaging 104 yards a game. That's going to be the key. Got to stop. Got to stop Moses from getting going. I mean, 5'11", 225. He's a big kid. and going to yeah. have to take him out, you know, at the legs and yep. stop his momentum. But I think if we can do that, have a chance to have a really good ball game on Saturday. I almost forgot what day we were playing. <laughs> Whoops, on Saturday. Um, yeah, top targets, Preston Smith, 186 yards on the season and touchdown. It's pretty even, evenly spread, but mm-hmm. most yards for Preston Smith. Okay. Should be a good one. Yes. Um, I think this defense has shown early that they can, obviously they can hang with anybody. And yeah. they are, they are good. This will be a big test, run-heavy offense give Dean and Sanchez a chance to kind of relax a little bit, but you're going to have to stay on your toes because if they get to run the ball effectively, that opens up a play-action pass, which could lead to big plays, but I'm expecting another big week for this defense, and especially the defensive line. I mean, 12 tackles for loss last week, a lot of those coming being generated by the defensive line. I think yeah. they, they have a chance to have a field day here with Adrian running the ball so much. Man, uh, <clears throat> I'm really excited for this game, and – uh it sucks that I won't be there birthday this weekend. Boy. Birthday, yep, exactly. So uh, for that, 
Yeah, I'm just super excited to watch it. Of course, always be sure to check out Trine Broadcasting Network. John and Andy Brown will be on the call this weekend. And uh, I believe it's time for predictions. Yeah, neither of us were close last week. Yep, um, the, which, have we been close really ever? I think one uh, game. Yeah, one game we were One close. game I got Kirby for. Yeah, you got Kirby and I was close on the score. Yeah. But, again, we <laughs> we both expected big offensive footouts last week, outputs last week yeah. and uh we definitely didn't get that we got a defensive battle which honestly is just as much fun to watch yeah so. i'm fine with it so man i will let you go first since your birthday is this weekend oh of course you will yeah such a nice guy <clears throat> okay so for the offense i want to say i want to say that alex price is gonna start this week keep his keeping his job he it was an off week last week he's gonna be more consistent this week really work for it so I'm going to say Alex Price without Zane Kirby, at least that we believe that I think he's questionable at the moment. I highly doubt he will, but we'll see. I'm going to say that Alex Price throws for 160 yards with two touchdowns. And I'm going to say that Jordan Watson will have a pretty good game running the ball and i'm gonna say he gets 100 yards and a touchdown and for my score i will put it at 21 to 7 trine Ooh, 21 7 i like that that's a good one all three touchdowns being recorded right there in this prediction too oh man it's tough i think defense they have a lot to a lot to take forward this week from last week. A lot of goods. Um, I like the seven. That's kind of took where I was going with that. Um, I think a lot of it hinges on if Kirby plays this week or not. Yeah. Offensively. Um, saw how bad the offense struggled last week and how much he means offensively. And I think... While competition is good this point of the season, competition is not as good. It's usually a confidence mm-hmm. wrecker, really. I mean, you look at all the all the times it's ruined a team that was sub- having a good outlook of a season and then quarterback competition came in, you know, or continued yeah. into the middle part of the season and they struggled because they didn't have a for sure quarterback, but then picked it back up. Once they had a sure-handed quarterback, um, Michigan last year, for example, yeah. didn't really have a quarterback. Thanks, Joe Milton. And uh, <laughs> Cade McNamara ended up picking up the slack at the end of the year. So it'll be interesting to see. I think the defense is mammoth this weekend. Yeah, I think I the agree. defensive line, I think they have a chance to put up a similar uh, number as they did last week in the tackle for loss department. Mm-hmm. 12's, 12's really high. Yeah. But I think I think they can replicate it against a pretty good Adrian run offense. So and I'll do you one better. I'll say oh, okay. Trine wins fourteen to seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um I say we have I say we have seven plus tackles for loss on the defense. Okay. I and like that. Wurzer, I think we pick Wurzer off because we force him to throw at some point. Yeah. Angel Sanchez or Aaron Dean, they're too good not to get one against this guy. And like you said, if the defense blitzes like 
we think they should or could possibly could. It, you got to get it in the right situation to yeah. pull it out but yeah but forcing a worser to throw he's gonna be putting in some difficult situations to that defense i like that prediction i like that prediction so anything else for the good of the order um watch the game yes sir whether you're gonna be here or if you're at home tune in nothing nothing quite captures homecoming weekend and a rivalry game rolled up into one atmosphere wise no other game comes close to it so this is definitely one that you're either going to want to watch or be a part of yeah for sure in person and again it's unfortunate i won't be there but you know birthday i mean where it's you okay go? it's okay so uh that will be it for this week of the storm center podcast one thank you for listening be sure to follow us all on twitter the trying storm center pod on twitter uh, I am at Dheverhard00 on Twitter. He is the real John K underscore on Twitter. And also be sure to follow at Trime Broadcast on Twitter. So with that, we will talk to you next week. Listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.